Sorry about that. You are listening to WMNF, WMNF 88.5 FM, WMNF Tampa. Welcome to the afternoon. Well, I'm sorry I can't stop and chat. No, I won't be signing up for that. It's okay, I'm a terrible person. What I want to say the whales too. Bag and a smile is the best I've got for you. With all the things to do, I don't disagree. Hug a tree for me. Hug a tree for me. If I could only quit my job, I'd join the hippie elite. Hug a tree for me. Hug a tree for me. If I could only quit my and Angels Variety is back with our third season of opera, classical, Broadway, and cabaret. And this time, belly dancing and poetry. Hear youth opera winner Kaya Owens and cabaret legend Paula Broadwater with your host, Chris Romeo. Enjoy the classical chamber trio, Sunshine City Trio, and the vocal quartet, Classica. Pirates and Angels Variety is at Opera Central in St. Pete. And this time, we're including a song called Swimsuit Inspections from Sunshine City the Musical. Original music and theater, written and performed by local artists. October 28th and 29th. More at piratesandangels.com. <laughs> that sounds... Oh, I love it. I love the creativity that abounds 
in our area. Well, welcome to the afternoon. My name is Joellen Schilke. I am the hostess who loves you absolutely this mostest. And uh, boy, a bumpy start to the show, but don't worry. We have a fantastic show for you today. Something that is uh, trying to hit all of the things uh, in October, WMNF uh, recognizes Indigenous People Month, and we are going to be talking to uh, some people from the uh, Spiffs Folk Fair from Tonga. I'm so excited. Tonga. And then uh, and Steve Bearfield, who's a treasurer of the board there, is going to kind of give us the facts. So that's coming up. I have some great music for you guys coming up. Uh, stuff to let you know go- going on about town also. So there is wonderful things I. Uh, Ahoy for you. I want to say thank you so much to everyone who donated to WMNF last week or earlier this week during the drive, and especially a big heartfelt thanks to the people who supported Art in Your Ear. Uh, Art in Your Ear still has about, uh, I want to say, I haven't checked in the last few days. When I last checked, we had $1,000 still to go. So if you did not get a chance to support Art in Your Ear or a chance to support WMNF, please donate right now while you're listening. It's very easy. You can call our front desk or you can go online uh, and do it. Uh, we need to have everybody sort of step up a little bit. It doesn't have to be. I mean, if you want to donate $1,000, you can donate $1,000. That would be fantastic. You can do $20 a month if you want. You could do whatever you want, but please support this radio station. It means a lot to have a good number of people supporting us as well as the dollar amounts. You can go online to WMNF. Org, and when it all comes up, choose Art in Your Ear, or you can call the front desk at 813-238-8001. And thank you so much. I just want to mention that there's a song that, um, for my work life, I ran across. Uh, one of the people donate, uh, gave us this song or, or played the song for us. And I remember hearing it late night on WMNF a while ago when I was uh, driving over the Howard Franklin Bridge and it was absolutely beautiful night and it was the perfect song for that. So if any of you are uh, driving somewhere right now, here's a lovely, kind of quiet, but beautiful song for you to turn up loud while you drive, okay? And we'll be back. If you want to get in touch, you can send us an email at dj at wmnf.org or of course, you can always text us at 813-433-0885. Say hi. Climbs the walls and nestles in the brick. Sparrow builds a nest above the front door. The newest heartaches on the radio again. No one's listening anymore. On Independence Day, we were driving through the hills. We were on our way to Bozeman. Reds and blues of fireworks in backyards lit the sky. We were so much greener then.
just moved into town We were on a mission, lost and broke Just as all the pieces started falling into place All our plans went up in smoke And that's a band called The Accidentals, such a beautiful song called Wildfire. And I want to mention that we started the show off with a song called Hippie Elite, and that's by uh, Billy Nomadis. And if you have heard uh, any of her songs before, I know I've played Billy um, a few times. She ha- she's, she's sharp. <laughs> she's a sharp, sharp, sharp uh, woman and uh, writes very sharp songs and funny songs, though you have to be really careful because there's a ton of cuss words in them. <laughs> so um, I am so excited to welcome uh, uh, new, new people to the studio. Uh, I'm so glad you came in. Thank you so much for coming in. We are going to be chatting today with a representative from Spiffs about the International um, it's the 47th annual St. Petersburg International Folk Fair. And then uh, we have a, a group that's fairly new to SPIFs and definitely new to WMNF, uh, two people representing Tonga. So I'm going to ask you guys, Jane, if you would start to in- introduce yourself and uh, sort of talk for a real minute about like a second or a few seconds, like why you're here, who who you're here representing and, and why you are doing that. All right. So we're actually here for our country called Tonga. And... Um, we are actually really new to SWIFTS and very young at this too. Um, <laughs> our first year as oh. young 
starters. Right. And so it's nice to see young, really yeah. young people being the young starters. All right, go say hi. Yeah, hi. My name is Estella, and I am a first generation here, um, half Tongan, half El Salvadorian. And Spiffs is new to my generation, but it's something that started back from my grandma. Like my grandparents mm -hmm. came here many years ago and they wanted to be a part of something, you know, kind of put their stamp and let people know Tonga's here in mm -hmm. Florida. They became a part of Spiffs and we did that for generations growing up and then, you know, everyone kind of gets older and they fall off. So right. we're very excited to have, you know, this next generation of kids, you know, right. being the one to run this booth and be oh, a part of it. Oh, that is, I mean, it's really thrilling. And I will say that I did not know, you know, Steve, Steve Otamio, who's coming in, but didn't say like, we've got young people. Mm -hmm. And uh, years ago when I interviewed people from Spiffs and, and when we, WMNF was doing tables and stuff like there. I was the youngest person a lot of times, yeah. which, as you can see, I am not, you know, a baby. Uh, so it's thrilling to see this like new, new thoughts, new ideas, new energy. Mm -hmm. And then I just want to say hi to Steve Bearfield. Hey, Joellen Shulky. And you are here representing Spiffs because because I'm on the board of the organization. Spiffs is the organization that throws this wonderful folk fair every year, once a year. And uh, 47 years in, we're very excited about what's coming up this year. And you also, I just want to mention that you have another program, a Sister Cities program that we're going to just chat about at the end of the interview too. Because the whole idea, so I'm going to start big and then we're going to narrow down. Uh, we've had throughout the last probably 20 years or, or maybe longer, I don't know, in this country, uh, debates and discussions and stuff about immigrants and immigration and, and who um, who who is American and, and what is America made up of? Uh, and, you know, I mean, I come from, I'm second generation on one side, first generation on the other side, you know, so I'm very uh, pro-immigrant, <laughs> pro yeah. pro-having people bring in these new ideas, new feelings, new, new thoughts, new energy into the country. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about spiffs and the purpose of it. And when you guys, as this new young people getting ready, you know, what you wanted people to know, what you wanted people to see, besides just the specific things about Tonga, but overall, like kind of why why is there a folk fair and what good can it do? Shall I start with a do and then history we'll go, and yeah. kind of how we got to where we are today? So some listeners may remember that St. Petersburg used to host a festival of states. Uh, that probably lasted through maybe part of the 1980s. And every spring, uh, those snowbirds, or winter, I guess, those snowbirds who were down would gather with their fellow states people and they would march down Central Avenue with the banner and the flag for their state. I so love it. It was fun. fun. So that, as we approached our bicentennial in uh, our national history back in the mid-1970s, uh, a reporter at the Evening Independent, Bathia Caffrey, became aware of an international fair in Milwaukee. And she approached the Festival of States people and said, yes, yeah, states, but don't forget countries. We're not just from states. And so in 1975, the first international folk fair, I, I don't believe it had that name, but the first mm -hmm. issue of, of our folk fair took place uh, that year. Within a couple of years, uh, an executive director had been appointed. Anna Trakas was longtime executive director and really built... Uh, the relationship we have with the schools, the primary mission we have is to educate people, and we like to focus that on young people, about the different cultures that make up our community. So there's a, a thing where on the uh, the festival runs for three days. The first two days, the Thursday and Friday, is geared towards the schools and, and the school system, and then Saturday is 
everybody. That's absolutely right. And historically, we had Saturday and Sunday for everybody. Right. This year, first year back after two year. Right. Hiatus. But it's yes, so we're bad. continuing our school days. <laughs> we have uh, Thursday for elementary and middle school student groups that come in, and Friday for middle and high school. Now, are you? Did you two grow up here? Did you ever go to the? Yes. Yes. You went so, to it when you were in school. It's yes. funny because I remember intentionally being part of the multicultural club <laughs> in like middle school and high school because I knew that like back then Donga had a booth, so I thought it was the coolest kid. I would go and go to my booth. And <laughs> I would get to miss school too, so we right. were able to they miss school, school and be excused from it because we were able to attend. Right. And it was very educational. You get to Plus you get learn a lot. Yeah. So that's an interesting flip side, right, that we think about this as an opportunity to share culture with others. Mm-hmm. But yes. Each of our groups is also sharing it with their own culture yes. and, yeah. and yeah. building yep. longevity and yes. building awareness of their cultural heritage. Well, I think about, you know, the different cultures that I either belong to genetically or have belonged to because of people in my life. And the idea, like, I can make someone... Um, I used to own a little restaurant and I used to love making family recipes like Hungarian food mm-hmm. for people. Like I'm here, I'm going to make you all this Hungarian food because this is what I ate growing up. Yeah. And so sharing the culture, like being the sharer of the culture is something. And then I want to jump in. So when you were in, in high school and middle school and stuff and you were going out that, it was something that was cool. For, you felt mm-hmm. like this is really cool that I get to do this. Yeah. So yeah, what cool kids. <laughs> This is awesome. So, um, so now there was a pandemic, as we all kind of know. Yeah, there was yeah. a pandemic, mm-hmm. and that kind of wiped out the folk festival for two years. And so, bringing it back was that a, a tough decision for Spiffs to make? Like, okay, it's time for us to reemerge. It, it was not tough to know that we wanted to do it. We have wanted and wanted to do it, <laughs> um, but having to make that call each year, just as we kept our eye on what was happening with the pandemic. The tough part is that this is our the primary way that, as an organization, Spiffs raises money. Mm-hmm. So for two years, we have not had our main fundraising event fair. Yeah. So we are thrilled that we still <laughs> are able to put this on. It's been a lot of work for a lot of volunteers mm-hmm. putting in a lot of time. We have very, very spare staff at the moment. Uh, I believe you have so, one. Yeah, part, part, yeah, we have one part-time person and our offices are now one room. We don't even have our own bathroom. And a really big board, a really active board. Yes. And a very busy I, we, we couldn't tell at all because that was our first time there, but mm-hmm. we could not tell. Um, oh, I was nice. just telling her that like you guys really was open and welcoming to us. That's why we're here today. That's right. wonderful. And I just want to mention also that if you go online and want to play along, dear listeners, uh, the website is, of course, www.spiffs.org, spiffs.org. And, or if you're on Facebook, you can go, or, or Twitter, you can find me on um, Find Art in Your Ear, and I have the uh, links shared through that. Uh, so, so what was, now you all said, okay, it's time for Tonga. Mm-hmm. How do you say it? What's the exact right way to say it? Tonga? Tonga. Tonga. Yep. Mm-hmm. So like a soft G yep. and a Tonga. Mm-hmm. Ha! You got it. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the language because I was going to try to be like, oh, mm-hmm. I can say hello or something. And I was like, ah, that's never going to happen. Malolele. Malolele. Oh, wow. Okay. So one of the things that I want to mention, I asked you a question, but I'm going to wipe that question out because one of the things that's so interesting to me about Tonga is that it is one of the... I think the only or one of the only uh, 
Asian nations, Asian Pacific nations that wasn't um, colonized. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so there's the indigenous population is like truly indigenous. It's mm-hmm. sort of like 98 percent, yeah, percent, 98 mm-hmm. point change percent. Yeah. You know, who Tongan, you know, mm-hmm. and that's it, and that's who you are. So the language. And uh, and culture has evolved over over the years. It seemed from research like to be a heavily Christian nation that yeah, has yes. culturally done that. So there is sort of maybe a, a cultural colonization that mm-hmm. happened to a degree. But um, but that like how does that sort of independence that idea that we've never like you've never been colonized and you're not you specifically but your family you looking at your history has never had that colonization. Mm-hmm. Do you think that makes a difference in your culture? A difference in how you guys um, in in the performing arts, in the music, in everything you're doing? What's do you think that has had an impact on who your family is, who your people are? Yes, because yeah. we're actually known for as like the friendly island. If you really look up on a map, we're like like yeah, this, really right? So I mean, you have this big world. It's like a long, yes. narrow archipelago. And then we're like, <laughs> like this in the South Pacific. For that small of a country to come all the way over here, not just here in Florida, but throughout everywhere in the country. Um, we're spread out just as much as any other cultures that are out there. And I'm happy that we're here to speak about our culture and such a small culture that we have, but that does make a big difference for us here. Yeah, I think for for me personally, it kind of symbolizes the strength that an entire country has, Mm -hmm. what a lot of people don't know, and that's where the theme for SPIFs is unity this year. And um, our country, we have four core values that the entire country, not just a certain city or village, that they live on, which is respect, humbleness, community, and loyalty. And I think us having those four core values is what's the reason why we were never colonized, you know, because we had, we were all instilled with these things. And then now, years later, millions of miles later, like here in the States, we try, especially like our family, most Tongan families try to instill those four core values that, you know, our parents and grandparents had as a kid here in, in the States. I think all of us here are, are very proud to be Tongan because, like she said, our population is 108,000 for our entire, mm-hmm. entire country. So we're, you know, we're really not known. Right, 108,000 in the country, but outside of the outside, country. Yeah, just, it keeps growing and growing, you know, there's now, a lot of us. If you, like, uh, you know, so people born in who are not born in Portugal, but maybe their parents were born in Portugal or, you know, something like that, you can go back and become a citizen. Does, does Tonga, like if you guys want to be Tongan citizens, can you be like, I'm, I'm both. Can you do that? I believe there is such a thing right now where they do the dual, dual citizenship. citizenship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is, uh, so in doing, so now the core values again are humbleness, loyalty, respect, respect, and community, and community. Those are you can't really get much better mm-hmm. values yeah. than that. Those are pretty mm-hmm. top end mm-hmm. values. Uh, do you see ways that those have folded into the culture? Folded into you know, like at your booth when on on Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday, and Saturday at your booth. How are you going to be representing Tonga, and how will those representations that you have at your booth sort of represent your values? Well, so a big part of our display in our village is going to be. Um, our attire and our clothing because in the island we have respect for the land without the land we wouldn't have food we wouldn't have a home so we're gonna have like certain items that will show how like our attire is made from the land like things that we wear around our waist are made from pando leaves that are you know banged and woven together by women it's not just one woman that makes this large you know is that like, is that like the bark cloth yes. yeah oh, mm-hmm. it's so beautiful yep. and then it's a and what I've learned is um 
from talking with my family is that it's women from different villages and different areas that come together mm-hmm. and sit down and help create this beautiful piece of attire for multiple families to wear. Mm-hmm. So that kind of shows how that's how we're going to showcase, you know, one part of respect right. is respect for our land, how we're going to show community is explaining how our items were made, you know, like stuff, stuff like that. Do, are there traditional patterns that people use that have any type of representation or is it more, you know, totally artistic? They're like, no, we just want to use these colors and make it like this or like, no, this is what my family emblem is or this pattern means something. Yeah. So the patterns nowadays have, have varied. Um, <laughs> Tonga is a part of a Polynesian island, which is like a triangle of many different islands. So fun fact, different islands have different styled tribals. So mm-hmm. our style is different from like someone from Samoa or someone right. from Fiji. So I think we kind of pertain to our specific style. But um, there is a type of clothing that we wear and it's called a taovala. And there's many different occasions that you wear this type of clothing. And so, for example, for a funeral, you wouldn't wear a brand new taovala. It's basically like a mat that we wear, mm-hmm. wrap around of us to show respect for the person who's passed you would wear a worn down one and then maybe for a birthday somebody would make a new one for their child's 21st birthday or graduation so Mm -hmm. that's how you can kind of show the different different times when it's appropriate to wear those things that's so cool Mm -hmm. that's wonderful so it's it's not you know like if you look at scotland Mm -hmm. and the different people have uh different you know different not families that now i'm blanking on what it's called but they have different patterns plaids and stuff Mm -hmm. like that for their kilts and that sort of identifies them is that uh is that similar or that's no because it's not the pattern it's just how the how the cloth is made and stuff like that and And how it's it's worn worn. yeah so Mm -hmm. how neat well dear listener we're speaking with people representing spiff's folk fair uh and you just heard from uh two of the people from uh, representing Tonga at their at the village, so each each uh, country gets like a little village, mm-hmm. and that village is to sort of made to give you a, a sense of uh, not just one facet of the of that country, but multiple facets. Uh, and you said you know you have all these. I mean, it's a bunch of different islands. I know there's the main islands, but mm-hmm. you have all these different people. Are there big differences between how like? People maybe sort of more towards Samoa, you know, what what their part of being Tongan is, uh, and then all the way to the south, like what there are there big differences throughout the island, or is it still pretty unified since there's 108,000 mm-hmm. people? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think throughout, so um, there's one, I, like when you look at different countries, you look at like there's one country that makes it with these different villages, but like you're saying, there's different smaller islands that kind of separate themselves. I feel like the entire, there's not really too much of a difference um, because the entire country, all all these smaller islands share one common thing, which is the four core values that I was talking about. So I think it's all a similar similar upbringing. Some places like the capital of, of Tonga, um, which is um, Nukualofa, like they're more... Um, I would guess like Americanized because it's a bigger city. So that's like the little bit of differences. But basically, they all have those four common values that they're all brought up on. Um, So I'm going to take a little left turn because... I love food. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Now, are, do the, are there vendors? Like, is that, does each village have its own food or is there, so, uh, yes. oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. That, that's okay. So, uh, what we require of each village is that they devote a certain amount of their space to cultural display. So, we don't want anyone just selling food 
or just doing mm-hmm. folk dance, right? right? We want a, a, a smattering across their culture. So um, most villages will have, say, half of their space or so with a, a visual display, maybe educational materials, examples of artifacts. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, it's up to each village. Many of them will be selling food. Uh, some will have music going it's on. I know, like one of my favorite things about yeah, me too. Yes. Me too. That was one <laughs> Just of mine let's too. go eat, man. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Tongan food is. I mean, I I think everybody knows about the fish marinated mm-hmm. in coconut milk. Yes. I forget what it's called, which is delicious. Yes. Um, are there what are are there other traditions? I mean, it's islands, so is there a ton of seafood involved? Yeah. Is there like are there vegans? In, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think back in the island, American, Tongan American vegans. Well, yeah, our um, our food definitely consists because it's an island, like you said, a lot, lots of seafood, lots of fish, um, definitely coconut based, um, lots of leaves like spinach, things like that. We also are the Polynesian community is pretty heavy on pork, which I hope is I want to change a little bit, but yeah, they are pretty pretty big on pork, right? Um, so wild pigs, mm-hmm. yeah. There's wild pigs everywhere. They're either your pet or they might be for dinner. <laughs> That's just what it is. Just happens. So cool. Now, uh, uh, so what... There's obviously other countries. What are some of the other countries? Sure. And this year we've got uh, Vietnam will be there, Bulgaria, um, U- the Ukraine uh, will have a, a large display, Mexico, Polyne- we have another Polynesian group that's mm-hmm. doing more specifically arts performance. Uh, uh, Ireland, Scotland, uh, Eritrea from Africa, kind of from all over the world. And then how does, um, are these sort of, you know, because we have people doing it for the first time in in a little bit, how does Spiffs get the the groups is there just are these standard groups and every year everyone sure. goes like here it so, is so spiffs which is a nonprofit organization is modeled after the un back in the mid 1970s when they were structured they took the model of having a country or culture it doesn't have to specifically be a nation but a culture being represented by another nonprofit so they must be incorporated as a nonprofit and then they have one delegate that is appointed to do conduct business with SPIF. So we have we have uh, general assembly meetings four times a year. Business is conducted there. Each nation gets one voting placard. So all decisions are made collectively among all of the nations. And forty seven years later, that's still how we do it. <laughs> and it it sounds. Um, it, it sounds like it's harder to do, but better to do. It is. It's difficult, uh, especially during these past couple of years with COVID, right? Getting people together. Thank right. goodness for the technology that we have. So we've learned how to do some things online. <laughs> right. We always did in person before. Uh, it is a struggle. It's labor intensive, but it involves everybody along the way. Right. And so right. when we get to the finished product, everybody can feel that they had ownership in getting us to where mm-hmm. we are. Which is wonderful. Uh, dear listener, that was Steve Barefield. Uh, and he is representing Spiffs today. Uh, also, we have uh, from Tonga, Jane and Evelyn. No, Estella. Estella. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, so because this was this was new, and and that you're young people. Are there other young? Tongan or Tongan descendant people right in our area that you know, or are you kind of like, we're at, we're the, yes, our we families. Vita Vea for the Bucks. He is a Tongan <laughs> football player. Uh, he's another unknown. On the Bucks? Mm-hmm. On the Bucks, yeah. Oh, wow, that's good. Have you met him? <laughs> 
haven't met him personally. Come on. They like, have the yo. same last name. They could be cousins. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I think that we need to get in touch with him. <laughs> and did I, I hear something listening. about a youth dance group? Yes. So um, my grandparents came here with all of my mom's siblings, her parents as well. So my family, our, we have a small Tongan community, but my mom had eight siblings. Jane alone has how many? I have four of my own. And then on top of that, then... So many other aunts and uncles and cousins. We have a huge family. So, um, following me, I have a whole bunch of younger cousins, even to a point where my parent, my grandparents have great, great grandkids that are all here. And we're very big on community again from Mm -hmm. what we were raised on. So, we all do stay together. And we do have a Polynesian dance group called Polynesian Groove. And it's all consisted of my family members, my cousins. It's a group effort. Everyone comes together and we all share our. One common love, which is just expressing our culture, you know, and sharing our culture. We think where we're from is really cool. So we like to get together and perform um, dances from the different islands, not just our one island, Mm -hmm. you know, because in the Polynesian islands, every single island has their own traditional dance, just like many different cultures. So we like to kind of um, emphasize those dances Mm -hmm. and and just entertain, entertainment. I will say that uh, that dance TikTok Mm -hmm. has a lot of really good uh, Polynesian and Tongan dances on it. I was uh, way too late looking at (laughs) dance TikTok last night. Uh, And and what I thought, you know, like you can also see some of the differences in the styles of of the dances, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I'm I, uh, I I love dance, but I can't say that I know a lot <laughs> about it. Uh, and it was really interesting, like flipping through again, dance TikTok. Mm-hmm. So that is a limited thing. But you could see, like after a little bit, I could recognize. Oh, that's this yeah, is this group, yeah. and this is yeah. that group. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is that? Like, how do you all go? Uh, is it this family connection that continues to teach the next generations, or do you? Is there a concern that that they're going to wander away? Like you're you're you you were the next generation Mm -hmm. but now it sounds like there's a generation after you so so what you know what's is everyone excited about it or are they drifting away like i don't need to know that are they getting too americanized (laughs) i mean it's here and there i mean yeah i I could say i was too Mm -hmm. and then just having this coming back it makes me fired up to be tongan and to be part of something other than just being american too right yeah so just having that as a backup for myself it's like i'm very proud and having to do this and since we've signed up for Spiffs, we've been having practices. We've been having mm-hmm. like family get-togethers and stuff just for all of us, just to being Tongan and just trying to represent our culture yeah. out right. there. And it's been so fun for us. Yeah, just recently we had a practice. All my cousins got them together. And like doing this research on putting a boot together made me realize some of the things that I don't even know. Like I consider myself Tongan, but I don't even know you know, what it means to be Tongan. So just recently I had a conversation with all of my cousins just to ask them like, hey, like, why, why do you feel so proud to say that you're Tongan? You mm-hmm. know, we have, we have like a saying like, you know, tease up till I freeze up. And I'm like, why do you guys do that? Why do you guys say that so hard? You guys understand what it is to be Tongan. And a lot of them, they, what they do understand is they know that their parents came from somewhere else and it wasn't easy for them to get here. So they should be very grateful mm-hmm. that they are here. But, you know, um, it's just been a learning experience and trying to explain to them for us to understand and know our culture more. So I'm so very grateful for events like Spiffs to not only, like you said, teach other people, but people within our family. Because there is that worry, you know, that we're here in America, you know, some certain traditions that my parents, my mom and them would partake in, we don't necessarily care too much for. And Mm -hmm. I think it just comes with age. 
when I was younger, I didn't really want to care or ask why I was doing these things. I just did it. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm older, I'm wanting to understand. And I think that if we just continue to keep gathering together, reminding the next generation, you're Tongan, you're different, you know, we are, we are special, that they'll start to ask those questions when they get older. Mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, I value, I, I of course value I have no word for the limit of how much I value being American, mm-hmm. but I so value my the roots of my family right. as well, you know, yeah. and, and how where we came from. And that sounds what you're doing, and it also sounds like what um, has made the American culture unique mm-hmm. is that it's not um, it was or has been uh, predominantly through you know through our recording of the culture mm-hmm. uh, very white Eurocentric mm-hmm. but in reality the culture has not been yeah. white Eurocentric it's been this mix of all these different things pot. of yep. stuff like that so again it's great to see this in practice at the um, at the Spiff's Folk Festival I want to uh, I'm going to ask Steve, uh, when people come to this, is there kind of a, so not the school kids, because that, that's, that's not something that, um, I think it's too late for like teachers or classes to sign up for it, right? Or Never say never. Yeah. Never say never. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We'd love to hear from any student groups that would still like to come. Okay. And if someone wants to get in touch, uh, is going through the website the best way to do that's it? That's the best way to find our contact information. Reach out by email or by telephone. Email is internationalfolkfair at gmail.com. Right. So that's pretty easy. And again, the website is uh, spiffs, S-P-I-F-F-S dot org. And there's a ton of information on it. Plus there are, um, Seems like you're pretty active on Facebook and stuff like that, so you can find them there. And I've got that link up on our Facebook page. Um, so, so what is there sort of a best way for people who are coming on uh, to the folk fair to navigate it? Is it, you sure. know, I mean, because I know. I have to say that I've gone and then, you know, all of a sudden I've eaten everything like that I can fit in my body and I still want more food and I want to see more dances. I mean, are there yep. specific times? How does so that work? Yep, we have a program book. Um, it's available for both on the school days, but for the Saturday. Uh, I, I'll just mention that on school days, students are given a passport when they arrive so that as they pass through the different nations, they are they have questions to look for answers to in those nations and then the teachers are provided with lesson plans that they can do follow-up with to make it a meaningful experience for them. On Saturday, the program book includes a list of everybody who is participating, all of the villages. It indicates what's happening at each village, so mm-hmm. you can flip through and say, ooh, they've got food, they've got food, they've got food. <laughs> uh, and then there's also a map to the entire fairground so that you can kind of get the lay of the land and see where you are. We are a little bit smaller this year than we've been in past years. We are going to be located in Albert Witted Park across from the Dali Museum and next to Albert Whitted Airport. We do I just want to mention there's parking. Mm-hmm. There's a big parking lot right there where That's people right. can park. It's the same uh, parking lot that people would use for the Dali Museum or for the Mahaffey Theater. Mm-hmm. But also, please be aware there is a special Spiff's trolley that will be circulating nice. past all the garages downtown for oh, nice. free mm-hmm. and taking people right to the fairground. Oh, what a great no idea. Charge. Very smart, very smart. And there is a fee for the tickets, and you can see that online. Uh, and then under six, there's not a fee for tickets. That's correct. That's right. so, um, so when you were, um, so okay, so there is this book. You know, the kids get a passport. There is this book. But, you know, when people come in, uh, are there things scheduled? Like yes, performances and scheduled. scheduled? In the book. Yep. Right. So we have two schedule, two stages. We refer to them as the main stage and the folk life stage. Mm-hmm. The main stage has lots of ampli- 
communication, and that's where you'll see big uh, per musical performances or large groups performing dance, per folk dance groups and so forth. Uh, we have jazz musicians. We have professional musicians that we bring in, as well as the entertainment that mm-hmm. the different villages provide. And at the Folk Life tent, it's a smaller tent, and it's uh, more designed for demonstrations and illustrations of, of life in different countries. I would say that that tent is nothing against the large stage, but mm-hmm. that tent has always, in the past, assuming the same, has always been so interesting because there's... Um, it's not, uh, there's, you know, there'll be one thing, and I just remember once there was a, a, a woman who was doing all this, you know, stuff with snakes, and I was like, oh, oh wow. that's so cool. And then the next person was doing a, a demonstration, I think on, like, creating uh, human-sized baskets. I mean, it was just like, you know, they were just like, oh, okay, I'm going for snakes <laughs> to baskets, no problem. You know, and it was just, it was really interesting, so I love that. Um, we're, oh, my goodness, we're almost out of time. I just want to get something else from Spiffs. Will you just talk real briefly? Um, Because you have a Sister Cities program, and we had an email uh, in there prompting, like, what is the Sister Cities program? So, uh, Michael, we're going to tell you what it is. All right, great. So, uh, briefly, let me just mention that Spiffs stands for the St. Petersburg International Folk Fair Society. Pretty self-descriptive. A number of years ago, the city of St. Petersburg contacted us to see if SPIFs would take over management of sister city programs for the city of St. Pete. We have been sister cities with Takamatsu, Japan, since the very early 1960s. I believe we were the third city in in the state of Florida to develop a sister city relationship. And all three of those first relationships were with Japan. Mm -hmm. Sister Cities was the brainstorm of President Eisenhower, and he asked cities to look for ways to have citizen diplomacy, connecting people to people through government efforts. So that's that's what's behind Sister Cities. Over Mm -hmm. the years, we have also developed relationships with St. Petersburg, Russia, our namesake, with um, Isla Mujeres in Mexico, which is the opposite end of a yacht race between our yacht club <laughs> and their yacht club. And then finally, Dali's birthplace and hometown in Spain, Figueres, Spain, is another city we nice. have. Nice. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so wonderful. I And then I, if I wanted to uh, wish you the best of luck or are there any traditional uh, good luck or good, fairly well kind of things to say in, you can say no, in Tongan? Aloha. What, say it again? Aloha. Aloha. Yeah. And what does does that have a dress? It's just like like a Green. nice way to say goodbye. Okay, much, yeah. like mm-hmm. ah. So and that's what I mean. I've I always I dreamt of going to Hawaii, mm-hmm. which is the you know the Americans. Pacific, Asian Pacific sort of island and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Are there, have you noticed like as you travel through life that there's similarities in languages uh, throughout the like diaspora of, of it? You know, because that sounds like a lot like aloha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff like that. Aloha. Am yeah. I saying that right? Yeah, aloha. You're sounding good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like within the Polynesian islands, there are a lot of similarities, um, the language, even to um, like some of the styles, dancing, the food, stuff like that. But every single um, island has their one thing that makes them specifically different right. from from the others. But yeah, everything is pretty common. We all, because I feel like the Polynesian 
islands aren't really that known. I feel like we all do try to stick together. Like it's not mm-hmm. just oh we're Tonga and just Tonga. Like right, yeah. we, we do embrace. Yeah, right? <laughs> we we do embrace um, all of our our sister our sister islands because right. we are all of the same people. We are all one. Right. Yeah. And again, you know, I wonder if they look and go like, man, they never had any of those people stepping on their neck. You know, I mean that's that that's amazing. That really mm-hmm. is amazing because it was uh, you know people the British came and mm-hmm. people came and they were like totally willing to colonize you yeah. and everyone's like yeah no we're good thanks mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's wonderful well once again let's give the dates out it is next week the yep. Saturday October 22nd and the hours are 10 o'clock to 6 o'clock and then if you are interested if you are a school group and you are interested in coming you can still make that arrangement again go to Spiffs and everybody you can go to uh, www.spiffs S-P-I-F-F-S dot org and then it's slash folk dash fair you can also find opportunities to volunteer Ooh, with us volunteer. on the 22nd mm-hmm. we're looking there for people go. to help serve beer soft drinks sell tickets and the like right yeah. also through the website There's so great so thing. much you can do that's wonderful well thank you all so much for coming in it was absolute pleasure talking to you and i'm thank sure you. everybody thank was really super Thanks interested so thank you so stay tuned i see e-love in the house getting ready to uh to do it i have not a tongan musician next but a, I'm never saying it, Maori uh, musician. And this is a gentleman named Troy Kingai. Jack Frost, bottom of the food chain 
Florida native Tom Petty would be turning 72 this year, so WMNF will be celebrating his birthday with a full night of his music. In honor of our home state hero, WMNF presents Just Do Me Like That, the Tom Petty birthday tribute show at Skipper's Smokehouse. You'll hear over 40 songs from 26 albums in five hours, a nonstop music event that you don't want to miss as 14 bands play three Tom Petty songs, each in their own style. For songs from Petty's entire career, including The Heartbreakers, Mud Crutch, Solo, and The Traveling Wilburys. Skipper Smokehouse, Saturday, October 22nd. Doors at 5, music 6 sharp. Tickets are $20 at 813-238-8001 or WMNF.org. How fabulous. I'm really looking forward to that. Plus, we've got Simifunk coming up, and uh, someone wrote in with a question about Simifunk, and I am going to seek that answer for you and write you back, Jesse. I promise uh, about that. Thanks, everybody, for writing in. E-Love is up next. She's getting the studio ready. Uh, and E-Love plays a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful mixture of, uh, of music, the Global Electronica. Speaking of global, um, she that is the show, Global Electronica. After that is Live Music Showcase, and they looks like they have a live band on Today, the crew was all in there. That's followed at 3 o'clock by the Rhythm Revival, which is a, a, a deep reach into the roots of rock and roll. The roots, I say, of rock and roll. Uh, so you get gospel, you get, um, oh my goodness, you get all sorts of different things. Uh, rock and roll, country, comedy, everything on that. At 6 o'clock, we, uh, we've got the Soul Party with classic R&B, R&B and Soul. At 8 o'clock is the Soul Kitchen, which is just a smorgasbord of uh, funk and uh, jazz and blues and indie and pop and hip-hop and uh, soul and R&B. And then we always end up Friday nights with Flashback Friday, which is Florida R&B and Florida Soul and kind of a a body kind of show. So we're so happy that you are here with us. We're going to listen to a little bit of David Bowie, and then we'll be back in uh, after that to chat with you about other stuff going on. Thank you for being part of WMNF right now, Art in Your Ear. expressions, memory made manifest. It's something that straddles past and future without ever quite being present, or rather, it at first seems indifferent to the present. There's a tension of a most unfathomable nature. The word desires to be understood, to have meaning, but you somehow feel that it's not you yourself that the word is addressing washes over you, holding a dialogue with something arcane that's maybe not mortal, and you feel intrigued, captured even. You're aware of a deeper existence, maybe a temporary reassurance that indeed there is no beginning, no end. And all at once the outward appearance of meaning is transcended you find yourself struggling to comprehend a deep and formidable mystery. All is transient. Does it matter?
have to say goodbye while David Bowie does Word on a Wing in the background. That is from the Moon Age Daydream soundtrack, an amazing movie. I just want to quickly mention that Tempest has a new, Tempest Project has a wonderful new show up uh, called Nestled in Shadows by Gabriel Ramos. Uh, It opens last night and it goes through November. Uh, Tempest is located at... There he is. What? Sixteen twenty-four East Seventh Avenue in Ebor City. Gallery hours are Tuesdays and Thursdays, ten to two, or by appointment. And all, all that is posted on the Art in Your Ear Facebook page. You have been listening to WMNF Tampa, WMNF, the best station in the nation. Thank you so much for being out there. Stay tuned for the NPR News, followed, of course, by the wonderful E Love here 
on WMNF. Take care now. Bye-bye. 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 Oops, it's not starting. (laughs) There we go.